Lord with your power. Honor the Lord with your strength. Honor the Lord with your goods. Honor the Lord with successful effort. The dictionary meaning of substance, honor the Lord with your substance, is the most essential part of something. The Bible dictionary for that word, honor the Lord with your substance, is essential nature. Well, listen, have we been hearing the word essential? Not an essential <laughs> lately. As I was chewing on that, that, that part of that word, honor the Lord with your substance, all of a sudden I started thinking back to my days when I was teaching my students and I loved grammar, uh, English or whatever, but it's the understood subject there is you. You honor the Lord with your substance. And I looked at that and I thought, well, we're the most essential part of that. Right? We individually are the most essential part of that because we get to choose to honor the Lord and we get to choose what it's going to be with, what, what part of us, what part of our ability, what part of our power, strength, goods, finances, what part of our successful effort. And then I had the picture of children. They, too, honored the Lord with their substance, but their substance is a lot different than the adults, the, the quantity, the amount of money they would have or someone that doesn't have a lot. But you know what? Their heart. When a child gives with his heart, oh, lift this up and find Danny's necklace. Danny Dudley, son of Kent and Chantel Dudley, there he is, made this and gave this to Pastor Steve a little over a year ago. Was it? Yeah. This was made with his heart, and he gave. It was his substance. Now, I don't know if you'd put dollar value on that, but think what the Lord sees in this. So when a child does a, a picture and, uh, or a card and says, I love you, the heart with that. So it just gave me hope. I don't, I don't know what your substance is. I don't need to know that. This is an exhortation to me and to you individually. Let me tell you, Every one of you are totally essential to Father God, to Jesus, to Holy Spirit. And we thank you this morning that we get to choose to honor you, Lord, with our 
substance. We get to be a part of choosing that. And we're determined we're going to do it with a whole heart. One little thing here that when I was looking through this yesterday, this is what came to me. I believe it's from the Father God to each one of us. Don't be disheartened. Don't be disheartened with only being able to give a little. Give what you can with your big heart. So we release that, Father, in the spirit realm right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And each one, each one of you is essential in the body of Christ. You know, we would just wouldn't keep on going like the way we are. I mean, <laughs> you see it so starkly when you're sitting before a sanctuary with just a few people scattered across. Um, but he, every one of us is, and the substance of who we are, he's made us all different. You know, every one of us is different, but everyone is essential. First Corinthians 12 talks about that, the parts that you maybe see the most that maybe seem more essential, really, they're not as important as the parts you don't see on the inside. And uh, that's the way it is with each one of us. He's made us different, and we're all an essential part of the body of Christ. In local churches, local bodies, Yes, I am anticipating when we come together. Think about rattling bones and we'll rattle the rafters, I believe, together. But uh, as far as giving, um, you probably have got this down by now, but we'll just mention it for some that may not. Uh, you can mail tithes and offerings to Ten Strike Community Church, Post Office Box 67, Ten Strike, Minnesota. Or give online on our website. It's tenstrikechurch.com. And there's a donate icon up in the upper right-hand corner of that. We do have a couple of things we're focusing on with offering part. Um, and that would be our benevolent fund uh, for giving to those that are having special needs right now. And we want to, you know, if you are having things like just needing food or some essentials, please let us know about that. And also, uh, I'll mention that here again, call us if you have prayer requests. Um, the phone numbers to call for that would be 218-586-2960 or 586-2854. And we've been having those. I know there are many that are even like severely stressed at this time, and so we want to join with you in prayer for that, for those things. But then just a few other things quickly. I, w I want to make note of our TCC-related Facebook pages where there are other videos that you can watch besides the Sunday. There's the Sunday morning worship service at 10 o'clock, and then we have the 10 o'clock service on Wednesdays also. Um, but then... Also, healing class, Pastor Dean, you can, it's TCC, not Ten Strike Community Church, but we found that out this morning again. But just put TCC healing class, 
and then TCC preschool kids. And, um, and yesterday I know that, well, anyway, there's a puppet show. Puppet show I there's a puppet show online for the kids. Yeah, that was just posted this morning, I believe. I saw part of it. Uh, it's a puppet show for the preschoolers, and then also Kathy, uh, really good teaching for TCC elementary kids. And then you can also ask to become notified or become a member of that, so then you're given notification. But then also TCC youth group and Peter and Linnea have been posting really good teachings on there. So those are things for you to make note of. Something we do every Wednesday at 4 o'clock, we go live with the um, youth group, and um, Peter and Linnea have been picking things for us to do. Last week it was we were to prepare to share something that just means a lot to us. And it was just cool how each, well, Steve and I did it too, Peter, but each of the kids um, were getting to know each other just through some of those things. So we thank Peter and Linnea for their teaching and help with that. Did a very good job. And then also I want to mention that Thursday is our National Day of Prayer here in the USA. And uh, I'm not sure, if, to be honest, if there's going to be something at the courthouse uh, this year or not. I was trying to find out that information. I didn't get that. But uh, you can, we can pray at home, but I'm sure we'll be able to find that out. We'll mention it on Wednesday. Uh, when we have our service on Wednesday. But we have a special guest this morning that is one of us, and that's Adam Sharon, and he's going to come and bring a teaching for us this morning. So Adam, we'll have you come up here. And Thank so you. So good to see you. So good to see you. Thank you. God bless you. I'll set this back. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. It is good to be here. In fact, let me just ask the Lord to lead us. Father, thank you. Lord, I want to thank you this morning for this uh, technology that even though we are physically spread apart, here we are, Lord, together before your throne, together here. Thank you, Lord. I ask that you would, uh, just by the power of your spirit, give us that sense of gathering together before your throne this morning in that place that we love to be. Thank you, Lord, for the time that we've already been there this morning with, in worship. And thank you for your, your good leading. Amen. Well, it is, it is good to be here. You know, it feels... Uh, it feels normal to be in the house of God. That's a good thing. And you can be glad that I'm not wearing what I wore to church the last few Sundays because it'd probably be funny for you to look at me in my bathrobe. <laughs> Which, oh, I think, I think I caught somebody. there. You, when we all come back to church, we probably have to take a double look before you leave the house to make sure you're not in your bathrobe. But... Uh, all right, so 
I don't need to tell you guys that in this world, things are shaking. Uh, economies are shaking. Our systems of government are shaking. Our jobs are shaking. The healthcare system is shaking. Societies are shaking. And every single day, the news is full of the latest shake and what it means to you. And to the degree that we have our security in those things that are being shaken, that's the degree that we're shaken. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I've noticed what, what seems to be the most immediate and most common reaction to a shaking, fear. Usually fear is the first reaction a lot of people have. And uh, if the confidence, if the things that we have confidence in are shaking, we get afraid. And there's a scripture, 2 Timothy 1.7, says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and sound mind. And so if we find ourselves in a spirit of fear, we're actually messing with stuff that's not of God. So I think we can take that as a relief, you know, when we're, when, if we feel that spirit of fear coming on us, it should be just a relief to know, oh, that's not from God. Just heave that thing off. Um, fear comes from the things that we don't know, the unknown. And faith comes from the things we do know, the things we are persuaded of. And a, a shaking can actually be helpful uh, because if we're paying attention, it also shows us the things that are not shaking. And it's those things that we want to focus on this morning. Hebrews 12 tells us about a shaking that's coming that where everything that can be shaken is shaken. And so it's the stuff that cannot be shaken that remains. That's the good stuff. That's where we want to transfer our securities to that place. So a shaking can be helpful to notify your heart and inform your mind of somewhere you may have securities that aren't in a good place. You wanna transfer them to things that are not shaken. So we're gonna take a different route this morning and instead of, um, instead of <clears throat> telling us what's shaken, we're going to remind ourselves this morning of the things that are not shaken because our goal is to shift our confidence into those unshaken things. We want to be shake-proof. And uh, we want to turn our hearts from the fear of the things that we don't know to, be, to, the thing, to the faith in the things that we do know. So, my first news bulletin of the day is, God's Word is unshaken. And everything we're talking about today rests on that. Uh, Isaiah 40 verse 8 tells us the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. Psalm 119 tells us your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. So take confidence in this, that the word of God is unshaken in this time. Next, next headline, God's purposes are unshaken. God's plans are unshaken. In Proverbs 19, 21, it says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, 
but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. I know that probably just about everybody looking at this right now and, and uh, living in this season right now has had some kind of plan that has been postponed, canceled, mixed up uh, by, by the events of the day. But I want to encourage you, be confident. The Lord's plans are not shaken. The Lord's purpose will prevail. And so we make our plans, we do what we think is best, but the Lord's purpose prevails. Isaiah 14, 24. We're going to be going through a lot of, a lot of scriptures here today, going, taking a, getting a good dose of the word, so uh, stick with it. Isaiah 14, 24. The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, As I have purposed, so it shall stand. That doesn't sound like there's any question about it. <laughs> Isaiah 46, the Lord says, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times what is still to come. My purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. Psalm 33 tells us, the plans of the Lord stand firm forever the purposes of his heart through all generations. We're a generation here. We're not excluded from that. We're included. So from these scriptures, we're seeing that it's pretty clear that the purposes of God are unshaken. But what are, what are his purposes? What are those big purposes that he has? I'd like to give you a few big hints. Psalm 86, 9. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, O Lord. They will bring glory to your name. This is a big part of God's overarching eternal plan. This is the big picture. Habakkuk 2.14. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Revelation tells us, all nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. All nations, all nations will come. That's God's word, not mine. <laughs> this is, the next one is my favorite. Uh, this, to me, is the clearest picture uh, of what the big purpose that God has Revelation 7, 9. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. And what was this crowd, what was this enormous crowd doing there? They, they had palm branches in their hands, they were wearing white robes, and they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. God's, it is the clear purpose of God, the clear purpose of God, that there be a multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language worshiping before him. And that in my understanding, is the big purpose of God. And if you don't have a part in seeing that happen, I encourage you to step into it in some way because God will give momentum. God will bless what you do 
toward that day. So, the purposes of God, unshaken. Breaking news here, God's character is unshaken. Psalm 145 tells us, the Lord is gracious and compassionate. He's slow to anger, he's rich in love, he's good to all, he has compassion on all he has made. Psalm 136 tells us that God is good and merciful. And uh, Romans 10 tells us he's trustworthy. Anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Hebrews 13 tells us Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is his character. That is who he is. He is reliable. He is unchanging. And his love toward you is not changing. And so here I am to declare that the character of God is unshaken. Our next headline God's kingdom is unshaken. Think about the word kingdom for a minute. In a kingdom, there's a king who has a domain. There's a king who has dominion. That's kingdom. Um, and so the, the king is, is the focus in the kingdom, and that which he has dominion over are focusing on him. <clears throat> Daniel 7 tells us his kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and rulers will worship him. All rulers, I missed a word, all rulers will worship him. That's pretty radical stuff there. Ephesians 1 tells us he made known to us the mystery of his will to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. There's that that proper order again. Everything in unity under Christ. That is a beautiful picture. (laughs) I love that. I want to be there. Psalm 22 tells us, All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. There it is again, that that picture of kingdom and the, the... the, the people in the kingdom bowing down before the king. And Philippians 2 tells us more about the kingdom, what the kingdom looks like. <clears throat> Excuse me. Therefore God exalted him, that's Jesus, and gave, and bes- excuse me. Therefore God has ex- highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Tell you what, the kingdom of God is a good place. It's a good place to be. Isaiah 66 tells us, all mankind will come and bow down before me, says the Lord. And Revelation 11, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms 
of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever. I'm just, I'm, I'm just pick, this is just a sampling of the verses in the Bible about this. You can find lots more. But uh, just the clarity that's there of the order of the kingdom and the enduring, unchanging nature of the kingdom of God. Um, Isaiah 9, 7. This was a prophecy about Jesus of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. So I want to think about this for a second. We hear this a lot, especially around Christmas, but think about the reality of this. If the, the government and the peace of Christ is ever increasing, always increasing, as in right now and forever, forever forward, then anything that is not of his government and not of his peace has to be decreasing and being pushed out of the way. And so note that that's a good perspective for us to have today. It does not say of the increase of the virus and chaos, there will be no end. Don't believe that for a second. That is not true of the increase of his government and his peace, there will be no end. Anything that doesn't fit into that category is going to be pushed aside. So, the kingdom of God, not shaken. Our next news flash, God's economy is not shaken. Uh, let's spend a little time looking at Matthew chapter 6, 19 to 21. I'll read those verses to you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So looking at this idea of storing up for yourselves treasures in heaven... I was uh, transplanting a tree the other day in a place where, as far as I know, there's never been any construction or any house before. <laughs> and my shovel hit something, and I hear I dug up this rusty piece of metal. It's um, what it looks to me is like it's a wrought iron, wrought iron rod from someone's porch or something, you know, a handrail. And uh, I thought it was a good example because this is, I don't know how close you can see it on the camera, but this thing is full of rust. It's been underground for years. And at one time, this was, this was a nice thing. Somebody wanted this as an ornament for their house to make their house look nice. And uh, I'll tell you what, this is the destiny of most of our earthly treasures rusting away, disappearing, getting eaten by moths. Most of our earthly treasures uh, are worth, I, you know, I, don't, I probably couldn't even get a penny for this if I brought it to scrap metal, could I? I don't know what the prices are, but... <laughs> um, so, so what does this mean for us of where we put our treasures? Well, in the kingdom of God, faith is the currency that we operate with. 
And fear is not a valid currency in the kingdom of God. So when I go to the store, okay, say, say I go to uh, Zach's here. Let's say I go to Northdale Oil, and I put $30 of gas in my car, and then I go inside to pay. I've got some currency here. This one says 100 on it. If I bring this in to pay, well, what's going to happen? I didn't ask you this before. What would happen if I brought this bill in and said, here, I would pay for my gas with this? He's just shaking his head. <laughs> not going to work. This is not a currency. This is not a currency that's accepted at Northdale Oil. Okay, well, maybe it just wasn't enough. Here, I got another one here. This says 10000 on it. I added a couple zeros. Can, can I pay for my gas with this? I don't think so. All right. Gonna add three more zeros. Got one here that says 10 million. Surely that will pay for $30 worth of gas, won't it? But I actually thought about going to, uh, going to a store and trying to pay with one of these foreign bills just to record it and see what would happen, you know, to give you an example, but I didn't do it. But now, even though this says 10 million on it, I still can't use this to pay for my gas at a place that doesn't accept this currency. And it'd be, by the way, it'd be a bad deal for them if they did, because this is only a buck and a half. <laughs> but um, so, when I go to a different country, I have to exchange my cash into a currency that makes sense to them, that they use. So it's like that in the kingdom of God, right? When you're dealing or transacting with God's economy, you, so to speak, you have to use the currency that he operates with. And he operates in faith. He operates in the realm of faith. And we know that God is pleased with faith. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. So um, I know that this analogy can only go so far, but come with me a little bit further. <laughs> um, transacting with heaven is a two-way deal, okay? Uh, in faith, you take hold of something in the heavenly realm and you pull it through or you draw it into this realm where we are. But in order to do that, you, you made a deposit in the heavenlies. You used faith. I don't know if it's really right to say you spent faith. That doesn't translate right. But you, you operated in faith. You used faith, so to speak, as a currency. And, and you made a deposit in the heavenlies, in the heavenly realm where rust doesn't destroy and where moths don't, where rust doesn't, now I forgot how it goes, <laughs> moth and rust don't destroy. So um, how, do you, how do you put your treasure in heaven? It's by exercising faith here on earth. It's by acting in faith. Remember, remember in James where it says, faith without works is dead. You can't, you don't just believe. You believe and then you act as if you believe. You do something that activates what you believe, that shows you believe it. And so, uh, 
God's economy is not shaken. One other thing, doesn't, I don't know that it really fits into the direction I'm going right now, but I can't, avoid, I can't not say it. Uh, right in that verse, that line that says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's a good check for us. Good check for us to see, to know that uh, our heart follows our treasure. So be conscious of where you put your treasure. If you put your treasure in things that are going to be shaken, then probably your heart's going to get shaken too. You put your treasure in places that are not shaken, your heart will be solid. So God's economy, unshaken. Uh, my last headline of the day, I think, is our faith is unshaken. Acts 2.25 says, David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad, my tongue rejoices, my body also will rest in hope. So think about this. Um, if something is always before me, it's because I've made a choice that I, where that thing goes, I'm going. David set the Lord always before him. He was always looking at him. He made that choice. And so because he did that, because that was his choice, he said, I will not be shaken. Because he is always at my right hand, I will not be shaken. And look at the wonderful result of this. This is one of those verses that, that affects your whole being, spirit, soul, and body. Therefore, my heart is glad, my tongue rejoices, my body also will rest in hope. Uh, that is a wonderful promise that is the result of making a decision to follow, to put your faith in God, and it will not be shaken. Psalm 57.2 says, I cry out to God most high who fulfills his purpose for me. This is another one of those verses that, that I think should give us a relief about dependence on ourself. <laughs> it's God who fulfills his purpose for you. So I know that there are millions of people who have, whose jobs have been affected by this. And a lot of people put their, put their a lot of, they put a lot of stock in their job. Um, and so when that disappears, what, what now? How, how is my purpose going to be fulfilled? I want you to take confidence that this is true. It is God who fulfills his purpose for me. You may have been dealt a, a bad blow, but God will fulfill his purpose for you. Keep taking one step at a time forward. Any momentum that, that you have is provided by him. So make sure you lock on to that. Your faith does not need to be shaken in this. Romans 4 tells us about Abraham and how his faith was not shaken. Let me read this from Romans 4. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed, and so became the father of many nations. Uh, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since it was about 100 years old, 
and Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. So I want to encourage you today in that reality. God has the power to do what he has promised for you, for us. Nothing can change that. He does have the power to do that. Don't waver. Don't waver. Don't let circumstances around you make you waver. Keep going forward. Proverbs 10, 25 tells us when the whirlwind passes, and that's a lot, when you look at what's going on in us, there's winds going every direction. My goodness. It's like we're in a whirlwind. When the whirlwind passes, the wicked is no more but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. That solid uh, place for you to put your feet, that solid foundation is there for you. Don't worry about the whirlwind. Jesus was talking to his disciples in Luke 16 about a shaking that they were going to experience. Jesus was about to be crucified and, and he was sharing with them his heart. And at the end of that, he told them, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I want us to think about there what he didn't say, what he did not say. He did not say, I can overcome the world. He didn't say, I will overcome the world. He didn't say, I'm thinking about choosing somebody else to overcome the world. (laughs) He said, I have overcome the world. Past tense. It's a done deal. Okay? The Jesus who lives in you has overcome the world. You should take great confidence in that. There is no one more solid. (laughs) Hebrews 12 tells us, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Lord, I want to thank you. You're so good. Thank you for being that unshaken, that immovable rock for us. And Lord, today we just want to Take that step. We want to take a step of transferring our securities from anything that is based on something that can be shaken to that which is unshaken. Lord, will you show us, even even today, something that we can do, an act of faith that uh, that we can take that will move us in that direction? And Lord, teach us to transact with heaven in such a way that the prayer of Jesus is answered for your kingdom to come, for your will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven, for your will to be done through us here on this earth as it is in heaven. I pray this, Lord, for my brothers and sisters, everyone who hears uh, in the sound of my voice, and I ask it in Jesus' name. And my last word to you today is go be unshaken. Go and be unshaken. Amen.
So good, Adam. Thank you. Thank you. So good. He's our solid rock. The Lord Jesus Christ is our solid rock. There was a lot of good word there this morning. And uh, that's what we need in these times because when we, and then we need to be doers of that word. Um, you know, if we're just hearers of the word but not doers, we're like the man that built his house on what? On the sand. And when the shaking came and when the storms came, his house fell. It shook to the ground. But if we hear the word and we're doers of the word, we do it. When we see it, when we come to know it, we do it. We're on the solid rock. I just, Joyce just found an old hymn that we used to sing for me. It says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant, his blood support me in the overwhelming flood. Maybe, you know, what Adam was describing about what we're going through, it's like a flood. I mean, it's a flood of shaking. There's just shaking on, going on around all over. And maybe you're going through something even beyond or extra and above the pandemic thing. Well, it says here he supports us in that overwhelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay, and that's all we need. So on Christ, Christ the solid rock, we are standing today. Praise God. You know, Gus, I didn't ask you this beforehand, but can you be instant in season to pray for us for standing on this solid rock? Christ Jesus and the word of God that Adam was sharing with us. I just feel there's something near to pray out here yet before we go. And so, thank you for being instant. Lord, we just come before you today. And we recognize you as Lord, Lord of the universe. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the healer. You are God over all. And you have total control of our lives. And you have total control of this situation in America and in the world today. You are greater than anything that comes against us. And we put our trust in you. And we stand on that solid rock. And we shout, Jesus Christ is Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Even though we stand on shaking sand and the world around us is shaking, our trust, our faith is in you because we know that you hold us in the palm of your hand. We know that we are protected by the blood of Jesus.
and the winds of adversity cannot touch us because our house is built on the solid rock that is Christ Jesus our Lord. And we stand in faith. We stand on your word. And we believe that we are protected by that precious blood of Jesus. And the enemy cannot come against us. Oh, hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you for that supernatural protection that we have in the name that is above all names, that mighty name of Jesus. For your word says that every tongue will confess and every knee shall bow before that mighty name of Jesus. And so we just thank you, Lord, that the victory is ours in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you that we have the victory. Oh, hallelujah. So rejoice. Rejoice. Because Christ has already won the victory. It happened on the cross 2,000 years ago. And the victory is ours. We have that victory. And the enemy cannot steal it from us. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Father, we just thank you that we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. That you go before us to make straight our paths. We just thank you for that victory that you have won for us. That we are a child of the King. And God knows us and calls us by name. For we are his. We thank you for that, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And if there's anyone watching this or hearing this and you have never received yourself personally by faith that Adam was talking about, the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior. So he's already done it. He's done all that he's going to do. He took your sin, all of it. You can do that right now. Just repeat this after me, and those that are here, why don't you repeat it? Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I know that I have sinned, and I need a Savior. I come to you now. I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior. Forgive me of all sin. I receive your Holy Spirit to live inside of me now. Thank you, God. I am your new creation. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, believing it's true, believing the Word, believing the Bible, that Jesus was raised from the dead after having born all your sin. He took it. But you know what else he did? He took your sickness. Like Adam said, he overcame. And he took your sickness. He took your disease. 
any kind of a situation where there's been hard shaking in your life, Jesus today is the answer. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there is no other. He is the king of kings. As Adam was talking about the kingdom of God. He's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. And every knee is going to bow before him. We now have the choice. If I hadn't done that before, I would be right now on my knees before him and saying, Lord, I submit my life to you. But I've done it. I'm thankful I have. In a sense, I do it every day. As I get up, I renew that. I surrender my life to him because I want to. And I have found that in Jesus, when I submit to his lordship, it's good. <laughs> it's good stuff. So, we'll see you on Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Again, these are archived so you can see them later on. Sunday mornings are on YouTube as well. The Wednesday morning sessions that we do, those are on the Facebook page. So God bless you all and keep you. Josiah, you can play, you can sing too if you got something.